Donnie Trump, he's no stranger to fake news and propaganda. After all, he has been using this tool since his campaign days. But with the ever-evolving world of artificial intelligence, AI, yep, AI, it's possible that the next presidential election could be even more heavily swayed by fake facts than ever before. It's all we need right now. Republican National Committee this week using computer-generated video to show apocalyptic what-if scenarios for President Biden to be re-elected. It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. But AI in politics is hardly hypothetical. It's here. From fake pictures of Donald Trump getting arrested to a fake video of President Biden instituting a military draft. The recommended way forward will be to invoke the Selective Service Act. Artificial intelligence with its easily accessed voice cloning and face swapping tools, adding a new dimension to the political universe. What I worry about in particular is that um, 2024 will be a GPT election. It will be the first time that these technologies are available um, in the context of, of an election, in the context of hundreds of millions of dollars trying to push into the persuasion space. In some ways, AI helps political operatives, making it easier to fundraise or communicate with voters. NBC News has learned the Democratic National Committee, for example, has experimented with drafting campaign emails using AI, according to a source familiar, who says a staffer still edits before anything's sent widely. Eric Wilson's a Republican digital strategist. We're really excited about the potential for artificial intelligence to help make campaigns more interactive and to really uh, free up campaign staff to hire better uses of their time, just like any other tool would. Still, there's a dangerous downside to AI, the risk of disinformation. And allowing Republicans to vote. Take this computer-generated Elizabeth Warren, suggesting Republicans shouldn't be allowed to cast ballots. It is necessary to restrict Republican voting in the 2024 election. The senator never said that, but AI can make it easier for anyone, not just experts, to create fake content. To show you how simple it can be, we tried prompting one AI site with something ludicrous. Politician kicking puppies. But some strategists worry about what could happen when the lines blur around what's real and what's not. To the extent that AI allows people who are trying to deceive people, to the extent that they can do that with better content, that will, will be problematic. New technology and a new political frontier. Hallie Jackson, NBC News, Washington. Trump has already shown us that he can use AI in clever ways. He recently made a video utilizing deep fake technology to create an image of himself standing in front of Mount Rushmore alongside other presidents. It was an impressive feat, but one that could easily be manipulated for nefarious purposes as well. Trump also has access to a wide variety of data and algorithms that could help him gain insights into potential voting patterns. He could use this data to craft messages that are tailored to certain demographics and regions, giving him a much greater edge in the election process in his continued quest 
to become president again and again and again. As cameras captured in real time the arraignment of Donald Trump, deep fake photos like these swirled around social media, seemingly showing the former president struggling with authorities, at times appearing to run away from them, and even posing for a mugshot. They may look real, but none of them are. This is an entirely new era of misinformation and disinformation. Fake imagery is going to be really dangerous if there are no regulation or rules around them. Trump's campaign now even attempting to use the doctored photos to his political advantage, selling this t-shirt emblazoned with a fake mugshot. In fact, Trump did not have his mugshot taken when he surrendered to authorities. And he was not tackled by law enforcement on the streets of New York City. All these artificially generated images viewed millions of times, showing just how fast fake photos can spread like wildfire. And with it, disinformation, as technology has evolved and improved to the point where experts say it's getting harder to figure out what's fact and fiction. As if that weren't enough people, AI could also be used to create fake news stories or videos that could easily be spread through social media. With this deep fake technology becoming more widely available and perfected, it's not hard to imagine a world where Trump created videos appear online, where he is saying things he never actually said, or things that make him look, dare I say, presidential. The possibilities of the use of AI in politics are almost endless. And Donnie Trump has already proven himself adept at using this technology for his own purposes. It will be fascinating to see in the next year or so what kind of tactics he uses in this next election and whether or not AI will play a major role in his campaign. One thing for sure, it's going to be an interesting ride. I think that we need global governance for AI. I think that we have a lot of <laughs> patchworks right now, almost balkanized. Um, the worst case from the company's perspective and the world's perspective is if there's 193 jurisdictions, each deciding their own rules, requiring their own training of these models, um, each run by governments that don't have much specific expertise in AI. So what I called for an economist uh, editorial earlier this week and in a TED uh, talk earlier this week was to have a global system modeled on something like the International Atomic Energy Authority, where the world comes together and says, we have a new threat here. Um, it's really a new set of threats, and we need to work together on this. AI, it's, it's been everywhere. And not to take a, a segue here, but I can't stop thinking about it. There's been something that's been deep inside my mind as of late, and it's this comparison between the atom bomb and AI technology. They've both been called modern-day weapons of mass destruction. Yet, the differences in their development are stark. It took years before the first successful atomic bomb was tested, and it came with a sense of terror and awe at the power of mankind to create something so devastating. In contrast, AI technology has been developed at breakneck speed and the implications of its sinister capabilities have left many experts terrified. Sam Altman, the founder of ChatGPT, 
and one of the leading minds in AI development, has been likened to Robert Oppenheimer, the man who pioneered atomic weapons during World War II. He knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed, few people cried, most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita, Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that one way or another. In a chilling reminder of the destructive potential of AI, Oppenheimer, who was famously a key figure in the Manhattan Project, once said, now I become death, destroyer of worlds. This quote succinctly sums up how dangerous and unpredictable AI-powered weapons could be. Now this begs the question, what kind of weapons could be created by such powerful technology? Such questions remain to be answered, but one thing is certain. Experts will continue to take a dim view on its implications. As Oppenheimer said in another famous quote, when you see something that is technically sweet, you go ahead and do it. And you argue about what to do about it only after you have had your technical success. That is the way it was with atom bombs. Artificial intelligence controlled weapons have been a fixture of science fiction for so long that they've become a cliche. I'll be back. But autonomous weapons are far from imaginary. Systems that can pick and attack targets on their own are already being deployed in the conflicts of today. In 2020, small drones that have the ability to choose their own targets and dive bomb them attacked retreating fighters and supply vehicles of Russian-backed militias fighting the Libyan government. A 2021 United Nations panel reported autonomous drones like Turkey's Cargo 2 hunted down and remotely engaged the rebels. These loitering munitions are a growing part of autonomous systems used in skirmishes around the world. They can fly high above a battlefield, swooping in and hitting targets they identify on their own or at the command of a human. In 2020, Azerbaijan used drones purchased from Israel and Turkey to devastate Armenia's army, ending a six-week war and gaining vast amounts of territory. And drones are just one facet of AI's growing influence in advanced weaponry. From sentry turrets designed by a Samsung subsidiary deployed by South Korea on the demilitarized zone, to Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system that knocks down Hamas's rockets, decision-making processes have already been handed to autonomous weapons in a variety of ways. Now, as a society, we have a collective responsibility to ensure that we use AI responsibly and ethically. Politics, war, whatever it is. To create products and services that benefit humanity instead of causing harm. As we continue down this path of innovation, let us not forget why Oppenheimer uttered those famous words. It was to remind us of the potential danger inherent in new technologies and to remain aware of the power we have in our hands. But now begs the question, as a country and inside our politics, we can agree 
about the color of the sky. We argue whether a mass shooter was a white supremacist or just a disgruntled gang member, missing the point altogether that someone walked into a store with an assault weapon and killed families and children. AI inside politics might just be the scariest thing I can think about currently. It can only get worse very quickly. Good Sunday morning. Before we get to politics, it's another shooting. At least eight people are dead, including children, after a gunman opened fire at a suburban outlet mall in Allen, Texas, not far from Dallas, before the gunman was shot and killed by a police officer who happened to be there. This is the second deadliest mass shooting this calendar year. When we came on the air last week, by the way, we were following the manhunt for another Texas gunman who had fatally shot five people after he was asked by a neighbor to simply stop firing his gun in his yard. This week, six people were killed in Henrietta, Oklahoma. In Atlanta, a gunman opened fire in a waiting room at a medical office building, killing one and injuring four others. And yet, despite the uptick in mass shootings this year, there's been no change in the political response to this growing gun violence crisis. It's yet another example of our broken political situation where polarization has made governing and action and any action impossible. The bases of both parties punish anybody that seeks any sort of common ground. We're seeing it in the response to the judicial branch, where there is clearly a growing cancer on the Supreme Court. A body that used to pride itself on judicial independence is now perceived as just another partisan branch of government in a polarized nation. In the eyes of the American public, the justices' robes are not black anymore. They're red and blue. Now, on the flip side of this, the emergence of artificial intelligence in the news business has been both welcomed and feared by many. While AI may provide a more efficient way to report and disseminate news, there's obviously legitimate concerns about its potential negative implications. And joining me now for some context is Felix Simon, a communications researcher and doctoral student at Oxford University. Felix is currently researching the implications of AI in journalism and the news industry. Felix, welcome. Felix, should we be worried when it comes to AI and journalism, especially if it's a self-learning system? I think we, uh, to your question about the dangers in journalism, again, it really depends on um, where you sort of look at. And in some contexts, Yes, we clearly have to be careful how these systems are being used, regardless of if they are learning or not. So um, take errors being produced by something like ChatGPT. If you sort of let that loose on producing journalistic copy of some sorts, um, the errors sort of creep into the final output and no one checks that. That is a big problem that has nothing to do with the system or the intelligence of the system itself. It's more the, the way it's being used and if there's some sort of oversight so in simple terms, the information potentially that goes into these AI systems could be manipulated, for instance, so that AI news anchors in this example say what you want them to say. That could happen, correct? I mean, yes, that's a technical possibility. Uh, something um, it's sort of prompting, called prompt injection, where basically um, nefarious actors do that. And in a context, as we've talked about before, where you have an AI news anchor, which also sort of automatically produces um, what they say through some sort of large language model. And if that information, 
within the model, which sort of gets fed into it, uh, is faulty, then of course you will have error in the output. But then again, it's still a human decision in the first place to have such a system, which is completely automated from the beginning to end. AI-generated news articles are starting to contain factual inaccuracies or even spread misinformation without any journalistic integrity, as if we had any fucking left at this point. This threatens to undermine the public's trust in traditional media outlets like CNN, Fox News, BBC News, Al Jazeera, as if there was any of this left. Another concern is obviously its potential for manipulation. AI algorithms are often designed. AI algorithms are often designed with some degree of bias built into them, meaning that they may inadvertently propagate a certain point of view or agenda in content that appears objective, but is actually anything but. The use of AI in news reporting also has the potential to displace human labor and create a media landscape with fewer reporters on the ground. With AI-generated stories, there's no need for reporters to be sent to cover an event or investigate an issue. Instead, software can take data from numerous sources and turn it into a cohesive report. Finally, AI algorithms are vulnerable to malicious actors who want to weaponize them for misinformation campaigns or to spread hate speech under the guise of news content. If these malicious actors become sophisticated enough in their ability to manipulate content generated by AI systems, they're going to cause a ton of damage to the public trust in news. I think we might already be there. And even better news, this passage of Trump Mafia was actually written by an AI system named Jasper. So welcome to the Mafia, Jasper. Happy to have you, kind sir. And... For our Rolling Stones fans out there, not too many people know that Exile on Main Street was actually recorded in the south of France. And I'm trying to play the song, but it won't come up. <laughs> 